In this episode, we'll give you a brief overview of the top five books that we think are useful to have on our bookshelf as enablers of change. I'm going to start with the classic text, Diffusion of Innovations, first published by Everett Rogers back in 1962. He then kept adding to it over the years with the fifth and final edition being published in 2003. He sadly passed away the following year, but his name will always be synonymous with the diffusion of innovations. The book is over 500 pages long, so it does take a while to wade through it, but it has lots of little case studies and anecdotes, which makes it easy to read. You've no doubt heard about the categories of adopters, innovators, early adopters, early majority, the late majority, and the infamously named laggards. Well, they are all described in detail in this book, as are the five characteristics of an innovation that helps it spread, such as relative advantage, compatibility, complexity, trialability, and observability. And remember, it's not just a classic in agriculture, folk working in health promotion and technology adoption also refer to it frequently. At one stage, it was the second most cited book in the social sciences. So I'll leave it at that, but if you haven't read this book, then you really should make the effort to do so. It sounds good, John. Um, the workshop book by Brian Stanfield is a great little book to have handy. This book covers some of the background and explanations of workshop approaches. It also has great tools and tips for running workshops. I really appreciated getting some background on why these approaches are useful and getting a few more details about how they were developed. But you don't have to start there. You can just jump straight to how to run a successful workshop. The book covers each step of the workshop process in detail with common problems identified. The steps are, first context, orientating the group. Next, brainstorming, harvesting those ideas. Next, clustering, bringing order. Naming one concept from many ideas. And then finally, follow up. And it has lots of tips for leading workshops. It's a great resource. Well, thanks, Denise. I was blissfully unaware of that one, and now I'll get a copy of my own to read. So thanks for mentioning that one to us. Let me introduce you to two of my favourite authors, the brothers Chip and Dan Heath. You may have read their previous book, Made to Stick, Why Some Ideas Take Hold and Others Come Unstuck. Well, they've written a more recent one, which I reckon you should have on your bookshelf. It's called Switch. How to Change Things When Change is Hard, which really resonated with me, and the contents didn't disappoint either. They introduce a model with three elements, describing the three actors in the change system, the rider, the elephant, and the path. They go through each in turn, describing the steps involved, and include some great anecdotes that help illustrate the story. If you're an enabler of change, this needs to be on your bookshelf. Sounds good, John. Um, and I'm back with Brian Stanfield again, but this time with his book, The Art of Focused Conversation. I've had this book for years, John. It's one that I bought when I first started facilitating, and it's one that I've gone back to again and again, which is a sign of a good book for me. The book is based on the Focus Conversation Method, or ORID, and ORID provides a framework for conversations to solve a problem, make a decision, or evaluate an event. Now, ORID stands for O is the objective questions, 
These are questions to analyze the facts or to recall what happened. R are the reflective questions. These questions are about how we feel about the situation or the facts. I are the interpretive questions. These are designed to help us think about the meaning, the values, and the significance of the issue or the topic. And D, D are the decision questions, which are about resolving the conversation. And for facilitators, this might help to plan the next step. And the book has the theory and the background to the method and then has 100 different conversations and questions that you can use. It's been really useful for me, especially for those times when you are just not sure how to start and you really need a question to adapt. That's so good, Denise. You know, we should do an episode on that on its own. So I'm going to finish with one I can still remember reading a few years ago. And I must say, it did help shape my thoughts and actions as a young professional. No, it's not the Bible, Denise, but close to it. It's The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. It's full of great principles for life in general, such as begin with the end in mind and seek first to understand, then to be understood. To be honest, though, it wasn't a great book to read, but the content was great. So here's my tip. By The Seven Habits of Highly Effective Teens by his son, Sean Covey. It has the same great content, but written in a much easier to read style. That's so good, John. I thought it was just me that waded through that book. So I'm going to get that one. So you've heard our thoughts. Now we'd like to hear yours. Add a comment below this episode and tell us about your favourite book. We don't want this just to be a one-way conversation. So join in by sharing your thoughts and ideas with us. Thanks, folks, for joining us on this Enablers of Change episode. Remember to subscribe if you'd like to know when new episodes are available. And hey, if you liked what you heard, then tell your friends so they too can join in the conversation. All the best until we meet again.